from contentment, unsurpassed happiness is obtained. Sutra 2.42. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hello, everyone. Happy, happy Thursday. Hey, guys. Happy Thursday. I'm working on my intro voice because it's um, <laughs> the past <laughs> few episodes we've been referencing it. So I'm working, Emmanuel, I'm working on it. I'm trying I know. I like that one. I always, I had a little moment of suspense where I was like, let's see what's going to happen now. N- you know, new year, new voice. New year, new voice. Hey. It's always someone was asking me if we get nervous recording and I said, not at all. I don't. I feel like the first trial, remember we did a trial episode at the very beginning and then I was nervous, but right now I don't get nervous at all whatsoever. It's kind of just you and I hanging out, but I do feel that getting it started from zero to a hundred can be a little yeah and it's it's really like a conversation now which i think people like and what people don't know that are listening we do like a little like friend session beforehand yes (laughs) we talk about all the personal stuff and then we log we kind of log on for the episode so i feel like yeah it's very conversational you know which is best part of my week for sure it's our first recording in the new year and you have traveled in the holidays and you loved it. Loved it. I was telling Emmanuel, we went to Italy and we loved it so much. Um, and our highlight was Florence and, mm. uh, you know, the Vatican and all of the works of Michelangelo. That was like, you know, um, brought me almost tears to my eyes. Yeah. That's so, so amazing. How did you ring in the new year? I was dog sitting. (laughs) Oh, that sounds perfect. Yeah, I, you know me, I love animals. And I was trying to get my fix. It wouldn't be a nice time for me to have a pet just because I work so much. But through the studio, I met a lot of nice people that also travel and that have pets. So for a good chunk of December, I did a couple different friends or acquaintances that have animals. So I was cat sitting in the beginning and then I did two different weeks with two different dogs and for the new year I was dog sitting and it was pretty cool because it's a condo in a in the condo building on the 12th floor and it overlooked all of Miami Beach and I was talking to my mom on the evening of and I realized I think for the past four years I've gone to bed before midnight. I haven't been up for New Year at all, and I wasn't planning on it, but the dog went to do like a quick bathroom walk at 10.15, and I told myself, I was like, oh, it's 10.15, I'm up now, it's not that far off, and I'm glad I stayed up because the view at midnight was just fireworks all over, not just in one spot, but in all of the different spaces in in Miami Beach. It was really gorgeous. And you can hear people yell out and scream, Happy New Year. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, I did spend 
the majority of the holidays in Miami because a lot of the teachers at the studio were traveling. So someone needed to stay back and just kind of and the ship. Yeah, but it's been good. It's a very it's a very nice time to be in Florida. The weather is gorgeous. It's vibrant. It's a really good time to be here. So I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. As yeah. I would say, I'm very content. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for it. I was waiting. Yeah, we opened the door. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we ended up going with um, a, a sutra because we did one last year um, on 1.33. I think, um, yeah, which okay. is you know, the four keys and the four locks of of peace, um, <clears throat> which we really love. So we picked another one this time, um, <clears throat> and it's it felt like one that we've probably talked on it a little bit at different times, but dedicating a whole episode to it felt felt pretty good um, heading into the new year. So we started that quote kind of, or not quote, that suture with, uh, you know, that um, contentment, you know, can be obtained essentially, you know, meaning that you yeah. can get to a space. And I think it's important maybe that we define it a little bit, like, cause I think contentment, um, not like by Webster's dictionary, but do you have like your, your interpretation of the word before we look at it on the map? Yes. As I was prepping, I, it's funny because I sat down to think about it and I said, okay, because everyone could have a different definition of what contentment means to them. For me, I think it would be being truly unattached, meaning that you can find peace, contentment, whether the situation is good or is bad and there is no attachment or expectation and that there is this quality of ease despite what's around and it doesn't necessarily relates to an extreme i think it's more of like a leveled middle ground because if i think of joy i think it's kind of far off on the bright side and if i think yeah. of sorrow then you're far off on the little darker side and i think contentment is a leveled state hey. that's calm i don't yeah. know if that makes sense it's not very clear but that's what i was relating to like when are the moments that I feel content of course if I'm having a wonderful day I could say I feel content with all of the beautiful things that are going on but I think much more than that is finding a place of this same quality of peace of being okay really with a not so good day yeah yeah I like that I think you're right it isn't so clear but I think contentment isn't because I take it as like meaning, like you said, the big bubble words that pop out to me are like non-attachment, acceptance, and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of all of those things, um, you know, and, and in like layman's terms, it's like being okay with where you're at when you're at that space. But then you and I talk a lot about, but also knowing when you're able to change it if you want to. But mm -hmm. But being okay with where you're at, I think we're also uh, what's next. 
like you and I, when we do the teacher trainings, we talk about Santosha, which is, you know, in the Yamas and Niyamas. And one of the things that Deborah Dell mentions is like, we're always preparing for what's next rather than like enjoying what is. Yes. And I think that's a good way of like summing it up too. I agree. And I think it's kind of funny because in our little friend session, both of us for this year, we were like, we just want to coast. We didn't really plan for what's next, which is not typical, especially for this time of the year. I'm sure most people that listen did an intention or a goal. And that's a wonderful thing to do. It's not saying that that's a bad thing, but finding the balance between having those aspiration and then making those aspiration the only thing that matters and only striving towards that and putting the energy that if those things don't happen or don't come to fruition in the way that we plan or anticipated them to, then it's a quote unquote failure. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I didn't even realize we kind of did mention that, that we're just kind of like going with life and not and for I know maybe for you, but for me, it's like I am so structured. I usually do a season grid. And I do like, what are my goals for winter, fall, spring, summer, like business-wise, personal? And I didn't do that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of roll with it. Um, And maybe, like you said, maybe find some contentment along the journey and and enjoy enjoy the moment. Taste the moment, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So if we were to start with the yoga practice because that's what we do in these conversations is we well we know that contentment it's like you said it's one of the niyamas mm-hmm. it's called santosha um and so it comes up very early on if we look at the eight limbs in the terms of modern yoga as we know it is practiced in north america these days what do you see for contentment in that kind of practice I think definitely in the physical practice, it um, and when we did a whole thing on on the process and the outcome, but I think it relates mm-hmm. a little bit to that, like finding a contentment in your practice, um, like through your physical, the physical poses, the journey along to reach the pose, um, having grace with yourself that you hit hit a hit a pose or don't or have to take rest when you, you know, need to, there's a level of, I think, acceptance and non-attachment as you practice. So I think you Mm -hmm. can foster contentment that way. Um, And for me, I would definitely think my physical practice, I feel content because it also does feel fulfilling, which contentment can translate into. um, But it's also a sense of maybe not being so attached to nailing something, um, but balancing that with discipline as well. If, does that make yes. sense? Or what's your thought on like how it shows up in the modern physical practice? I agree with everything that you said. I want to touch up on not discarding discipline or perseverance, because I think one of the key words you said, like the three kind of main bubble words that contentment were and the last one is fulfillment and typically in order to feel fulfilled there's a certain amount of effort that's put forth if you don't have to work towards something 
it, we typically don't get super proud or we don't have a sense of personal achievement. And that's why perseverance or repetition or dedication or whatever you want to call it is important in that concept. So I think that that's important um, to learn because that's one of the items that's going to provide contentment within the yoga practice. And as a little add on to what you said already, I found that my ability to reach contentment within asana practice or when I meditate, that was much harder for me to do because it was very hard for me to find contentment in my meditation practice because I thought I was bad at it or I should be way better and it I wasn't calm enough or I wasn't doing it long enough and all that. My ability to find contentment is the, in those practices translated into a greater ability to practice contentment on a bigger scale, like in my life. And I really appreciated that. And I think that's a really nice way. I think the offerings of yoga are a nice way to start to nurture this feeling in the body, this mix of discipline and release and acceptance. And if we can do it on a small scale, then we have a chance at saying, okay, I can do this in a class. Maybe I can also do this in my life. Yeah. And I think it's like, it, it's, it's as simple as living in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like not looking at what you, where you need to advance and where you need to go and just being in that moment and doing, doing whatever it is you do. Like, you know, like I love that. Yeah. Both of our intentions are kind of like not so doing heavy this year and kind of that really is, you know, contentment is living in the moment, practicing gratitude and the simple things like valuing um, life as it is, I think. And even even your physical practice as it is sometimes like accept it, mm -hmm. you know, which I think is so powerful. Um, and I think so much of that exists in people's lives. I think, uh, and maybe you can relate to this or what you see, but in therapy, I see quite a bit of, quite a bit of people that are, uh, they're trying to learn how to cultivate contentment. Like they come, to th they're like coming to therapy and they're like, they're, they're not happy. Like that's a good word. I know I try to not use that word, but contentment is synonym for that is happiness. But mm -hmm. uh, they come to therapy and they're like not happy. So it's like, trying to foster contentment is is i think pretty challenging would you oh it's very challenging because it requires us to be okay with the things that we're not okay with naturally mm -hmm. and there's a lot of events in our life that are going to challenge us and that yeah. we could easily see with a negative lens Say, oh my gosh, why did this happen to me? I'm having such a terrible day. Um, work isn't going great. I lost a friend. Anything that could happen. Part of contentment is to learn that all of these things just are. They're a part of your experience and to experience the wholeness. I think another word for that is is whole, is is 
kind of a deep knowing that this is all part of it, that there is no really good day without the really kind of crappy day. And that with both, then we have this, this meaning point, this contentment. And it's a remembering too, that nothing is forever. So the good day is not forever. And the bad day is not forever. Yes, I love that. I often tell people there was, and I have it in my office here. It's so cute because somebody made it to me, made it for mm-hmm. me because it was some some quote unquote advice, even though therapists don't give advice. I was more like <laughs> talking about how, you know, you know, me and metaphors and everything. I love to yes. talk. In, but we talked about how life like, like is like a box of crayons, not a box of chocolates. Okay. But, <laughs> but it's like a box of crayons and how like we all want to just have yellow sunshine moments. And it's like, but there's like 53 other crayons in the box. Like mm-hmm. can, it's kind of like coloring. I'm looking over what she wrote, cover coloring in every color, like, you know, and knowing that there's impermanence in all of it. Um, you know, well, and, it would and, lose its appeal. If you look at something that's just all yellow, you're like, huh? Right. You just went to Italy and you saw all this great art. What's so impressive about it is the detailing and the shadows and the light and all of these things. If it was just yellow. And it would be pretty boring. Like, I don't know that we would want a life that is just uh, always goes the way we want it to go. Because I think, and you and I talked on this a few podcasts ago, is like, it gives value to your experiences when you have when you've went from suffering to um, serenity, um, mm-hmm. you it gives you a good point of reference and just you value it a bit more. Like when you it's do funny. have mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was thinking about my forever boyfriend, Alan Watts, and he has this like little stints where it's called the dream. It's a very well-known like short talk that people typically play at the beginning of class if you're an Alan Watts fan. And it said, if you could dream, like, say, 70 years of time, you would start and you would make your dream whatever you wish, like your greatest desire. And you would always be happy and you would always have all these things. And over time, you'd get bored. And you'd say, okay, in my dream, I want a surprise. And you'd say, oh, isn't that interesting? Because then you'd be surprised. And he said, over X amount of time, you would realize that you've dreamed exactly where you are now. Oh, wow. So I'll link it. It's a, if for those of us that teach yoga, if you want to use it, it's just such a wonderful Dharma to use. If you're looking for something to be inspired by for a class or something to share with your students, or even if you don't, you can listen to it. It's, it's wonderful. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you played it in a class that I took. It was yeah. either you or Carrie, because I think I remember hearing the dialogue in the beginning and they mash it a little bit with some music or, or... some music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. I've played it several times. Yeah. So it probably uh, was one of mine. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's both. Yeah. And it's, um, I think <clears throat> we always like stories too. It's like, <clears throat> the one thing that weren't wasn't even in the show notes, but it's make me making me think of it is contentment as a um a, a, a mindset. 
or a shift of perspective. Like mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's kind of the the Wizard of Oz is is a good example of like contentment. And it's also really great for self-discovery, that whole story. But it really, Dorothy really shows you like she wasn't content with the black and white scenery, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. she wanted to be somewhere else. And then she got there and it was like, she wasn't content there either. Like she wanted to go back home. Yeah. And then she took her to realize like contentment is a a mindset. It's a place, it's a place in your, it's a perspective. It's a shift. And I really love that because I think it even brings up the color, like metaphor of like, you can actually be pretty happy in black and white. And she, she couldn't wait to get back to that. You yeah. know, it is. So I it's think very that true. I like, like that um, a lot. Just important to, to talk about a little bit. It's like, yeah, it's all a matter of of perspective, really. Yeah, that's the word. Was I was like looking for it. I think I might have said it, but no, you said it. But it is a matter of perspective. It makes me think. Um, I was. I called, I FaceTimed my family over at Christmas and we were having a cold snap in Miami. It got to be 42 in Miami. I have never seen more fur. Everyone is wearing a fur coat. It's 42. Okay. People are freezing and being very extra. Well, I called home in Montreal and it was right, probably maybe like in the higher 40s, lower 50s. And my uncle was like, oh, people are so excited. Like we brought back out the fall jackets. And I even saw a guy who was wearing shorts because for them, it's like unseasonably warm. And so it's just a matter of it's the same temperature, but it's a matter of what you're used to and how you perceive it. But the temperature is the same. Right. Right. It's all about it's the eye of the beholder. It's like clean your lens um and look at your i think it is a story of and and this was part of the show notes is like it's about the very minute like if you're looking to cultivate contentment it really is about present momentness and we're not saying to people like go out and like suffer right like that's not the point it's to to know that life is both and that life you know is full of polarities and like you have to have a willingness if you want to cultivate contentment, a willingness to accept failure and success in ever in the very moment you're in it, you know? Yes. Um, and I think that's important to kind of recognize is it's about, you know, it's not even, it always has to be a happy thing, you know, or a happy feeling. It can be like radical acceptance. Like, mm-hmm. you know what, embracing life. It almost makes me think a little bit of surrender as well. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah accepting life as it is but then knowing it will pass knowing things will change knowing you can change some of the things that can be changed um, yeah it has so many layers into it yeah. because i don't want to sound the trap with contentment is falling into complacency and sounding like there's nothing to be done and you're just passive about your life. And that's why I think when we were talking about the asana practice, I put an emphasis on the perseverance kind of thing and the discipline that's involved in doing something in order to feel like you've put forth some effort so that you feel that kind of achievement and yeah. that goes for life as well. So 
don't be fooled into thinking we're suggesting that you're just a passerby and you sit and you just watch life happen. You go, this is okay. And this is okay. And this is fine. And I'm accepting everything. There needs to be an involvement. There needs to be participation. In yeah. Life. You need to participate. Yeah. yeah. Like it's almost like the people that are like, I just go with the flow and it's like, okay, that's great. But you don't just go with the flow or you never make anything happen, right? Like in in the Katona practice, they say like, you know, the fruits of your labor, like you have to put in the effort to make the fruit, but then you also want to enjoy the fruit. So you want to like then not be so effortful and you want to pluck the fruit off, have a bite of it, but then you do it all over again. So I think that's that's the duality that on the podcast we do come back to quite a bit. It's like, that balance between effort and, and 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 surrender, right? Yeah. And that's where you said, why I brought that up is you said there are things that we can change. We have the power to make positive changes in our life and we should tap into that power and evolve and grow. The worst thing that you can be next year is the same person that you are right now. Right, right. And that's something that we also touched on right before we logged on about how look at both of our lives 18 months ago. It feels like a lifetime ago to me if we think about literally a year and a half. Oh, my gosh. Because we've both grown and changed so tremendously. And it's not saying that it's all been fun and games through the whole time. And we've gone through very different experiences, but we've both had good times and difficult times totally so uh, yeah it's such a an interesting it's a pretty yeah it's a pretty advanced concept actually you know it sounds so (laughs) but i I speak with people and i think when we had abby on abby glavin she even kind of was alluding that with you a little bit like the contentment like you need to sit sit in some in something for a while right mm-hmm. and i was talking with someone today and i think she does listen but she we were talking about her um sitting in her success like meaning that she doesn't have to plan for the very next thing to be successful at like why not just like sit in it let it the word i kept using was marinate today so i'm sorry if yeah. it's like <laughs> chicken but it's like uh, <laughs> You know, we kept saying, like, let it marinate, like, let it just, like, get juicier for a while and just, you know, be with it. I think that um, because because not discontentment is is wanting something to be different. Right. And that is okay to want. But if it's all you ever do, oh, that must be sad. Well, because right? you're always striving this and you're always not at peace with what is. So it's so much friction all the time. It must be exhausting. Oops. Are you still there? Yes. Yes. We had a little oopsie. A little. I think we had a glitch. <laughs> oh, we had a glitch. I think there's been a glitch, baby. Interruption, a slight malfunction. That's so funny. Yeah, we are back. Um, But yeah, I think that's a pretty good overview of contentment as a whole. What do you think? Yeah, I think like to end, it's just like 
just like try to be, you know, to cultivate it is to be present. And I think we hit it really good on the end uh, of, of the episode there. It's just like, accept some circumstances, change the things that you need to change, bend when you need to and snap when you have like, like, it's all the things. So it's like, um, when you're trying to foster that, um, you know, go, I think being present is the first real step to it. Um, and I think, yeah. and we ended with, I wanted to say this, we had it in the show notes, but the, you know, Patanjali from the sutras, he says, if one lives with contentment or Santosha, then one can live in joy regardless of what happens next. So I really love that. Yes. And I think what I would like to add on before we we part ways is be patient with yourself because it's all an exploration. Life is an exploration of different moments and different situation. And even if you strive for contentment, some days you're not going to be content and that's okay. And some days you're going to think that you're making a change that's positive and it's going to turn out to not be so positive and you'll feel like you mess up and that's okay. And the last thing that made me think about it, and I was reading, it's funny you read it out loud because I was reading the line about the joy regardless of what happens next. And it made me think about a child and exploring, being curious about life and being willing to get your hands a little dirty and do it all over again regardless of what happens to cultivate that curiosity and to be okay also with who you are while you foster that because it can be we can get a bit judgmental towards ourselves when we explore something new some new concept or we try to change our lens sometimes we can put the contentment glasses on for i don't know two three days we feel like okay this feels aligned and then and then we don't so much and that's okay it's all a right. part of it yeah, totally. Um, but I think that that like wraps us up, guys. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for for tuning in every Thursday. We really appreciate you. We've been getting some awesome feedback lately. So thank you for taking the time to sharing that with us. I've been getting texts. I know you've had people coming to you in person, but it always means the world to us. And as always, if you have any kind of request that you would like, you can find us on Instagram at Beyond the Map Pod. Yes. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And that you could, for example, have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time. Or any length of time you wanted to have. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive. And after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure each, you would say, well, that was pretty great. But now let's, um, let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control. Well, something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. And uh, you, you would dig that and come out of that and say, wow, that was a, a close shave, wasn't it? 
And then you would get more and more adventurous and you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. You would dream the dream of living the life that you are actually living today. Thank you.